0: Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash. I want you to listen to, at all costs, the Rich Wrestling Podcast, where I get all my current wrestling news, including my arrival to the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Peace. My name is Craig Dixon. Alongside Oh. Oh, it's just me. Nope. Fred's not here? Uh well, okay. Um I guess I'm doing the Wretched Wrestling Podcast alone this week. Uh Fred is MIA. I don't know where he is. Um by the way, what the fuck was with that intro from Kevin Nash? Um big sexy. Um I'm sorry, do you not know the word wretched? It's not called the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. It's Wretched. For a guy who always is really touting his high IQ, I'm very surprised he doesn't know the word wretched. But uh, I'd like to thank him for introducing us with our new intro. Um, Very topical, um, Royal Rumble-themed intro to the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. Fred is out this week. I don't know where he is. Uh, I believe he might be asleep. Um, That is the rumor going around. Um, But I felt... um, It was necessary that we should still be recording a podcast this week, um, coming into one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Uh, We have the Royal Rumble uh, on Sunday, and we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm going to keep it as quick as possible, especially because I have nobody to bounce my ideas off of, Um, but I'm going to keep it going by myself. Um, I'm going to try my best to see how this podcast can go on a one-man mission. So. Without further ado guys, welcome back to the Wretched Wrestling Podcast for our Royal Rumble edition, our preview edition. I'll give you my um, my predictions and my analysis for the big pay-per-view on the first step on the road to WrestleMania. Um, so let's just get right into it. So... Um, Raw and SmackDown were, um, I, I don't want to say they were great this week, they were decent shows. Um, obviously, all the build is going towards uh, Royal Rumble right now and planking the seeds to WrestleMania. There was a cool moment at the end of Raw where uh, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and Undertaker had uh, squared off as the show ended. and I thought it was really cool, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, i I've seen this a million times where, like, they tease you, this big confrontation between big men like this so it was a little it was a little anticlimactic when the show just kind of faded and that was the end of the show it's like ah, i want to see what happened you know um so i'm gonna just jump right into the card because i don't want to waste too much time here um i do want to talk about a couple other things um before i get into my royal rumble preview and my predictions um i wanted to talk about this james ellsworth and carmella thing because number one this thing has been going on for way too fucking long and i don't think any of us really out there. I don't think anybody out there really wanted this. Um, I think the James Ellsworth hiring that they were inevitably able, that they had to, inevitably had to do um, was a product of the fans liking him so much. And, you know, I get it because it was funny to like a guy who was so, you know, strange looking. He's kind of a lovable loser type of thing. And it's great that they got, like, the fans basically got this guy a contract, this, guy, this wrestler with no you know, wrestling back, like, okay, he has, he has a wrestling background in the Indies, but, you know, he's wrestling for, like, terrible organizations, doing terrible things, obviously not a big-time wrestler, he probably never thought he was gonna make it to WWE, um, they brought him in to be a jobber to Braun Strowman, and the crowd just loved him because he just looked so strange, he had that bleach blonde, uh, like, slicked back, uh, mohawk with his no chin and i get it i get it i get that that's like an ironic thing to really like about him so eventually you know fans were wanted to bring him back they finally decided to bring him back made him a heel. uh, made him a face um aligned him with uh, dean ambrose for a bit on smackdown made him earn his contract on smackdown um and then you know eventually he turned on uh dean ambrose turned heel um, which still doesn't even feel like he really turned heel because he just wanted a title match with AJ Styles and because he had beaten AJ Styles a few times. Like, okay, yeah okay, this is interesting booking, but like at the same time, now they're still kind of booking him as a face, not really a heel per se, but for whatever reason, they decide to stick him with Carmella. Carmella, who was coming off this great feud with, with Nikki Bella, and I thought their promos were really good, and Carmella was really shining on the microphone, like, kind of, like, telling Nikki how it is, like, you know, you can be mad at me all I want, but, you know, you should really be mad at Natalia, so I really liked that part of, uh, of Carmella's, um, I want to say, like, her, 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 I don't know, becoming a bigger star, just by, like, t- talking through the thing, and then for whatever reason, they decide to, to... to group these two together as this beauty and beast thing. Like, Carmella likes him, and he's a loser, so he doesn't really know what to do with that. And now, now, this is what I wanted to get to on SmackDown. They did this terrible, terrible angle, a thing that you see in terrible B-list movies where he's trying on different outfits. She's trying to make him uh, more marketable. And he tries on all these goofy gimmicks, he dresses up as the Godfather, he's like wearing all this stupid shit, he's wearing like women's clothing at one point, he doesn't even know, and then Carmella basically dresses him up as herself with like the fucking leopard skin shit all over and the bling bling crap all over, and I'm just like, oh god, did we really need this? Smackdown's writing has been so good since the brand split, and then this shit comes out, so I was a little upset about that. And that was really the only th- non-Royal Rumble thing I wanted to talk about because this has no implications to the Royal Rumble at all. And I've already wasted a ton of time. I've probably lost you all already in my solo d- my solo job of this uh, Wretched Wrestling Podcast. For the first time ever, by the way, doing this by myself. Uh, maybe I should have just done a Quick Jabs, uh, which is our... If you guys haven't checked out any of our Quick Jabs, you should look back and listen to them. They're quick five-minute synopsis of us complaining about one specific topic. Um, some of them are pretty good, some of them are pretty, yeah, you're probably like, why are you talking about this for so long? But hey, you know, that's why we call it Quick Jazz, you know, get it out quick. Anyway, um, so I'm gonna jump right into the Royal Rumble, um, there's a bunch of pre-show matches, um, which is a strange thing, considering the Royal Rumble usually only has a couple of matches, so they already announced seven other non-Royal Rumble matches, um, which I thought was interesting, I was like, okay, so then, you know, it's gonna be a decent cra- cra- uh, card, um, but they are not, apparently uh, most of these are going on the pre-show, there's, there's seven matches, three of which will be on the pre-show, so these first three matches aren't going to have a lot of implications in long-term booking, at least, um, I guess they just wanted to get them on the card, I'm surprised three of them are on the pre-show, although I think it is a two-hour pre-show, um, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, so, I guess let's just jump right into the first match. So the first match is um, Nia Jax and Sasha Banks uh, taking on each other in a singles match. Um, Now, as far as this feud goes um it makes logical sense that this is the direction they did they just needed to split up Sasha and Charlotte at this point they had beaten it to death they could have spread out all of their great matches that they had over a longer period of time but for whatever reason they shoved them all in this like two-month window where we got what three or four title changes and then the last one, Sasha won, and then they just basically said, that's the end of this feud for now. And I think it was the right call to end it right there, because it's it was just, it was enough of that stuff. So we get to Sasha Banks-Naya program, um, and it starts kind of with Naya just, like, abusing Sasha, who's still s- selling an injury from her match with Charlotte. Um, so she's wearing a leg brace, and Sasha keeps, uh, Naya keeps kicking it out from under her, and um, and they did a cool thing a couple weeks ago where they did this, um, like, Sasha was running the ropes, kind of testing out her knee, and Nia Jax beat her up before the show, and, like, it was well done. But at the same time, and this is something Fred pointed out to me um, that I later had to look back and, and see what he was talking about, was this, that she, like, swept hit, like, her offensive move to attack Sasha was so terrible. It was just, like, that running, like, you know, that running, like, I don't even know what to call it, she just basically runs into her, it's not a clothesline, it's not a spear, she just runs into her full force, and I get it, she's a big woman, and it's supposed to look good, but, like, they could have taped it a couple times, but I heard that they did it on Facebook Live, so it really was live, so they couldn't really redo it, but it was just so bad the offensive move but otherwise it was a good it was a good it was a good program it just could have been done a lot better like why couldn't she just like take out her leg while she was running off the ropes that would have made a lot more sense anyway so naya has been taking advantage of Sasha here and there um so we're getting a singles match um long term Sasha Banks is the is the player of the women's division Naya Jax is somebody they're gonna build up from time to time um, they did it with Asuka in NXT. In fact, they repeated the exact same Asuka and Nia Jack-Max at the, uh, NXT show that they showed, um, from Japan, um, which they had done prior. It was the same thing. There was even the same spot where Nia was, like, she was fighting her and beating her a lot, and then, like, you know, finally, um, I'm sorry, Asuka... Just kind of like, she just kicked her ass and just kicked her face in. And both times she did this thing where Nia screamed at her right before she kicked them. I'm like, they just did the same match, and then for some reason they decided to air it in the United States. That's something they normally do for house shows where they just repeat the same match and work out the kinks. I thought it was weird that they repeated it twice on WWE programming. Anyway, they're going to need to keep building up Nia from time to time. As much as I dislike her, um, I do see her, there is a future for her. Um, Sasha is obviously one of the top four women in the company right now. Um, so there's obviously a lot of invest, uh, investment in her. Um, now, as far as a prediction goes, um, it's not an easy one to call um, because this could continue, so they could trade wins. Um, Sasha's still selling the injury. Um, you know she you know she kind of like let loose a little bit on raw to show that she's ready to go. Um, ultimately, I'm just looking at the rest of the card and trying to figure out heels and faces winning. They like to usually have a good balance of 50-50 heels, 50-50, uh, um, faces winning the matchups. Um, just judging by the rest of the card, I think I'm going to go with Sasha Banks retaining on this. Uh, Sasha, not retaining. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to get the win here. Um, maybe, no, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to retract that. It's on the pre-show, so... It might not hurt her credibility as much going forward. And she does have the knee injury. So I think, and especially with the rumor that they're going to do a a fatal four-way at WrestleMania with these two women and the two women in the women's title match. um, I think, you know, Nia has been built up a lot. But she's never really won a big match, really ever, in WWE. She wins a bunch of squash matches and beats up people on Raw. But she's never really won a big match on NXT or Raw. Um, so I'm gonna give I, I'm gonna actually change that I'm gonna give this one to Nia. Um, I think Naya needs this more than Sasha. Sasha could just sell it off as an injury. Um, and you know I'm I'm also kind of like up in the air for the rest of the card. The card is actually not difficult to call. This is actually one of the most more difficult cards I'm I'm gonna be calling this year. And I could get every single match wrong on this one. Um, really, the only there's only one match I'm really absolutely positive what's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Nye on that. I'm going to move on quickly here. So um, the other, one of the other matches on the, um, on the pre-show for uh, the Royal Rumble is uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus will be defending against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think this one's an easy one to call because it's just such a new title reign for Cesaro and Sheamus after beating the New Day. And I know Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are long-term, like, the real team here. Um, but just for the fact that it's on a pre-show, they did do that fake title win a couple weeks ago, um, you know, when the referees got out. Now, there's, they have two referees assigned for this match, so that won't happen again. Um, again, I I don't think we're seeing a title change here. Um, and if they do, I mean, that kind of, like, puts the tag title division back on, like, like the Like you know, it kind of puts them back at the curtain jerkers if they're dropping the titles here. I think Cesaro and Sheamus have a lot more um, to go with here. They haven't even really teased at dissension at all lately. Um, They've actually been, they have actually been um, working well together lately. So I think they should, if they're gonna at least drop the titles, they should at least hinted some kind of dissension before they do that, so I'm going to go with Cesaro and Sheamus retaining here, um, I think Dallas and Anderson will take it from them down the line, I just don't think this is it, I think we might have a couple title changes today, um, for the Royal Rumble, so this is definitely not one of them, so I'm going to go with Cesaro and Sheamus retaining here, um, and then later on, obviously, they'll both be in the Royal Rumble, um, so, Let's uh, jump ahead again. Uh, there's not much more to talk about there, so let's talk about the uh, six woman tag match between Becky Lynch and Nikki Bella taking on Naomi and Alexa. Uh, I'm sorry, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi taking on Alexa Bliss, Mickie James, and Natalia. Um, now this one is... Ah, this is a tough one to call because it's, obviously, it's a tag team match. It's on the pre-show. Um, it, there's not a lot to go on here. Um, there's no real repercussions. The, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, is not putting her title on the line. Um, this one's a tough one. Um, Naomi really hasn't been on TV a lot. She just came back on SmackDown, and, uh... And yeah, I'm just not convinced that this is this is gonna be a long term program here. Um and not a long term program, um this is not gonna be a long match. Um I'm gonna have to say, you know, Mickey James did just come back. Um she, you know, aligned herself with Alexa Bliss. Uh Becky Lynch is apparently feuding with both of them. I don't know which what direction this is going in. Obviously Natalia and Nikki Bella still have their issues, so uh this is a tough one. Naomi's just kind of thrown in on this one. I, there's not a lot to really go on here. So I'm going to go with uh, Mickey James um, getting, I think Mickey James probably needs this more than anyone else. Um, she cut a promo on SmackDown. Um, I thought it was really, really forced. And I found it very weird that she came out to her old, like, you know, her old theme song, which I, I guess she had to, because she doesn't, she only really had one theme song in WWE, at least one popular one. Um, and her pro, you know, it's, like, a very, like, you know, it's a hoppy song, it's, like, it's very, it's very excitable, it's, like, clapping, basically, and I found it weird that she came out to that, but then was, like, healing up the whole time, it was just, it's, like, Bailey being a heel, it's, a, it's a very weird, it's a very weird, like, um, like, situation they put themselves in with b- booking Mickey James as a heel right off the bat, it's it's just very strange, um, anyway, so, her pro, her promo was okay, uh, it was, decent. I I I wouldn't say it was great. Um it was just weird to see her as a heel. Um I you know, I I understand she got her start in the company turning heel on Trish Stratus and eventually taking the, the women's title from her. But um that was kind of like a long con thing, like a long like she was obsessed with Trish Stratus and that was like a much better storyline. This time she's just kind of like right off the bat a heel. Um, so I'm going to give this one to the heel team of Alexa Mickey and Natalia. I think they need this one uh, more especially because Mickey James is coming back and they need to build her up. I think Mickey James and Becky Lynch are in for a program and perhaps they kind of hinted at Alexa and Naomi having a program as well. and I think Nikki and Natalia's program isn't over yet. They kind of haven't had that singles match to get get through that one yet. It's mostly been backstage fighting. So yeah, I'm gonna give Mickey this one. I think maybe Mickey will um, somehow pin Becky Lynch and kind of set up a program between them so that Becky can, you know, go on to some other program um, other than the women's title one, because that's all she's been doing since she's been drafted to SmackDown. All right, so I've already wasted a ton of time on this. pro. On, I'm almost 20 minutes in already, and I didn't even want to go half an hour on the whole podcast. So I, I, I should move on to the regular card. So um, for the Cruiserweight Championship, we have Rich Swan defending against Neville. Um, I think... Neville has, uh, turned heel, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast lately, uh, mostly because we're just, like, short for time, and, you know, the Cruiserweight division has been kind of like an afterthought, you know, they have 205 Live, which I hear is not doing well right now, um, I am, but I've been loving everything Neville's been doing, he's been cutting great promos, he's been coming out as, like, this pissed off, like, guy and and, and, he, and his gripes that he has with the company are like legit like he had to work his ass off in nxt and win the nxt championship to get called up to raw and then to basically be neglected throughout the cruiserweight classic be neglected through the first two months of the cruiserweight division and 205 live so he's like mad that like he had to work his way up through wwe's ranks through nxt and like all these other guys just got a contract right out of the Cruiserweight cl- Classic, and have jobs, and they're on Raw, well, like, they didn't have to, like, go through years of training, and, and paying their dues, so I actually really like Neville here, and Rich Swan who I, you know, I like a lot, I like his, I, I like him, I like his, his wrestling ability, um, but, like, they just, they're booking him really bad right now, and he's saying, like, really dumb things, like, like, they're just giving him, like, you know, the, 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 the prototypical, like, face like, story, like, uh, like, script, where he's just saying, like, Neville, you, you're, you're a poopy head, you know, like, like, oh my god, like, Swan, like, you were cool in NXT when you were just wrestling randomly, you were fucking cool in the Cruiserweight Classic, like, why are you being such a loser on Raw, and, like, I, I, okay, I'll admit this, I have not really watched 205 Live, I think I watched two episodes, as I said, there's too much wrestling on in the week, but, um, I think um, Neville has just brought a breath of fresh air to the cruiserweight division, which has really needed it because they've just been jobbing out all the heels. Drew Gulak and uh, and um, what's the other guy's name? Um, Tony Nieves and, and Arian Davari Like Daivari won a couple matches, but they they just drop out all the heels, and you know Brian Kendrick hasn't been on on at least the raw aspect of the Cruiserweights lately, so they kind of like put downplayed him, so they haven't really been in the heels. So Neville's been a nice breath of fresh air. I think this is actually this is one of my more confident picks. I think we have a new Cruiserweight champion in Neville going into the Royal Rumble, so I'm really looking forward to this match. This could be the opener to the show, although I could see the women's match being the opener as well for the actual pay-per-view. Um, so let's get right into that one as well. So we have Charlotte Flair defending the Women's Championship against Bayley. Um they've been building this one up pretty well um although I don't like Bailey in a um in a commentating and like backstage promo um capacity she's very genuine I'll give her that you could tell ooh excuse me uh, that she's like uh she's got this real um, like, fan, like, something real about her that people like, um, and they're trying to build that out, and I, I understand that, but at the same time, she's also not very good at talking, um, so it seems very, seems very, uh, forced and, um, not forced, um, seems very, you know, actor, like, like, I, I feel like I know I'm watching acting, and Charlotte is just head over heels better at cutting a promo and being, like, a bitch and being, cutting these heel promos, um, now, I think ultimately, yes, Bailey will win the Women's Championship. Um, I don't think it happens uh, at the Royal Rumble tonight. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair uh, defending against Bayley. Um, I don't know how they'll do it. Um, I'm sure Bailey will have a great run, and it'll look like she might pull it off. But I just know Charlotte's not losing tonight. Uh, this is my most confident pick of the night. Uh, I, I think this is a long-term program. Um, I said it before, I think they're gonna do a four-way with Sasha, Naya, Charlotte, and Bailey at uh, WrestleMania ultimately. Um, and it's gonna come down to it's gonna come down to Bailey winning it probably at WrestleMania. But for now Charlotte's gonna retain. She's gonna keep that perfect pay-per-view record um, in singles competition with the t- title on the line intact until WrestleMania um, that's, that's almost a guaranteed for me, um, so I don't even really want to go into it more than that, uh, there really hasn't been much, uh, to say other than that, uh, so let's go into the two, the two, uh, world title matches, um, these, uh, you know, these are really hard for me to call, um, I, I really wish this was easier to call, but, you know, with the Royal Rumble being so up in the air as well as long, and in addition to these two title matches where both could change hands, one could change hand, the other could change hand, or neither can change hand, I could see all four possibilities. So I'm having a real tough time trying to figure out what's going to happen with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and John Cena. So I'm going to start off with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, uh, Owens defending the Universal title against Roman in a no-disqualification match with Chris Jericho suspended uh, in a shark cage above the ring. Now, I ultimately what's going to happen, I think, is that Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are going to get into a feud. That's that's the logical thinking here. Um, we know we don't know Jericho's future in the company. Although last year when he came back for the Royal Rumble, nobody really knew that he was going to stick around for the full year. We kind of thought it was just going to be one of his two month things. He was going to feud with a guy. Like everybody forgets that he feuded with Bray Wyatt for a very brief period of time last year, like um, uh, or two years ago, I should say. Um, because it was it was pretty much it was memorable, and then it was over, and then just, then Jericho disappeared to go do his Fuzzy thing again. Um, so I I don't really know what they're gonna do with this one, um, but ultimately because I it, I feel like maybe Jericho will try to help. Um, I don't know how um, when Paul Ellering was in the um, in the same type of situation at the uh, the end of the second uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic um, with, uh, you know, against TM61, like, he had some kind of weapon up in the cage, and he dropped it into the ring for the Authors of Pain to use, um, and this was only, like, a month or two ago, so I could see something similar like that happening, I don't know what Jericho could drop, um, there's nothing, like, no universal thing that they've, like, there's no, like, uh, you know, there's no um, storytelling, like, object that he could use. So it's not like, I mean, I guess he could drop his scarf and, like, Kevin Owens could choke him out with that. It is a no disqualification match, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, But because Jericho is, I'm talking about Jericho a lot here, but it, it makes sense because Jericho is, you know, a central part of this match being suspended of the ring. And they've been building up the whole fact that Kevin Owens can't win without Chris Jericho in his pocket. So the point of this is to prove that, oh, you know, once Jericho is removed from that that owens can't get the job done now the thing is he's suspended above the ring so jericho really can't do anything in here so he's just there to be like fodder and just kind of like make everybody think roman's gonna win but i think ultimately kevin owens is gonna lose the title before wrestlemania now i don't know if that's happening tonight i just don't think wwe is going to go into a wrestlemania with kevin owens as the champion he wasn't scripted to become the champion. Finn Balor was, you know. Let's not forget that. Like Kevin Owens may be the longest reigning Universal Champion, but he wasn't supposed to be. He wasn't even in the Universal Title match for the inaugural champion. Um, that was supposed to be Finn Balor. So I don't think long term they were ever thinking Kevin Owens was gonna have this title. And then you know they don't really have any other options right now now that Balor is out. So. Obviously, Jericho and Owens are going to come to blows at some point, but the thing is, I feel like Kevin Owens will have to lose the title because of something Jericho did. Maybe by accident, or Jericho turns on him, more likely by accident, and that kind of start that plants the seed for their dissension. Now, I don't see what Jericho can do in this situation to accidentally fuck over Kevin Owens. He's already, by circumstance, removed from this, so... I'm wondering if somehow Jericho um, the, I, I, I'm starting to think that Kevin Owens is gonna retain, uh, which is not which is what I not, wasn't preparing for for the last couple of weeks. I' kind of just assuming that Roman reigns is gonna win the title. But now the, the more I think about it, it doesn't make sense for him to drop the title because Jericho and Owens need to they need to start their feud over something, something happening between the two of them. And obviously Kevin Owens losing a title would be a major thing for them to 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 start to start their feud with. But if Jericho can't help him, then and and if it's out of his control and like Kevin Owens has been, you know, lobbying for him to not be in that cage, that I don't think this is happening today. I I I think Kevin Owens somehow gets the job done um and I, I just don't know how that that's the que- that's the real question i don't know how kevin owens beats roman reigns clean in a no disqualification match unless jericho somehow escapes the cage and i don't know how he gets down to do, do they lower the cage I, like i don't know if the cage is going to have any play in this at all or if it's just to keep jericho at bay um, but i don't th- i don't think jericho and owens are going to start their they're going to they're going to start their split here so I think Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho... um, I think the split might be coming at Fastlane, which is um, two pay-per-views from now before WrestleMania. It's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It's a Raw-only pay-per-view. So maybe in that circumstance, like, maybe Jericho... um, Maybe Jericho win maybe Jericho like faces him or like that maybe that's when the dissension starts. I just don't see it happening now because it doesn't make sense because Jericho can't physically help him right now. He really can't help him, he can't hurt him, he's stuck. He's basically not there. It's like Jericho's not there. So how can you start this feud with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho if you know if it's out of his hands that he's gonna drop the title? So if Roman Reigns wins, you know, it's not really Jericho's fault. Um, so it doesn't make sense for them to start that split there. You know, they gotta think long-term here. We're at WrestleMania season. So I think Jericho maybe costs Kevin Owens the title down the line. I don't know how. I don't know if he does it on purpose or if he does it by accident. But I'm going my official pick is Kevin Owens. I kind of beat that one into the book, into the... Beat it to death there. But, um, I was really leaning towards Roman Reigns for the last couple weeks. Um, but it just... It just doesn't make sense at this time. So my official pick is Kevin Owens is going to retain. And I don't think he's... I still don't think he's going into WrestleMania as the champion. We have to remember, guys. You have to remember Elimination Chamber is a SmackDown pay-per-view. Um, where the, the where the WWE title will be on the line. And Fastlane, there will be a Universal title match. Of course there will be. You have to have one. Um, so let's go into the other one. So... The next match is potential early match of the year candidate uh, with AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against the returning John Cena. Um, now, their promo on Raw was great. Um, AJ Styles was very mad at John Cena for um, talking, um, talking shit about him on the Today Show, saying he's some guy from Alabama. And like when I was watching when he showed that clip, I was like actually getting pissed too. I'm like, yeah, I'd be pissed. Like you couldn't even say like, oh, he's like a real decorated wrestler. Like I don't, he's not just some guy from Georgia. He's like he's like a real decorated wrestler with like lots of experience. But he's like a dick. He could have said that, but he didn't. So I was like legit mad at AJ, like Cena was. Uh, at Cena, like AJ was. So. Um, and then Cena cut a really good promo as well. Um, you know, a little too much smiling for me. You know, where he doesn't take his opponents like threats seriously, and then he gets all up in their face. So it's a little. It's something that I've never liked about Cena is that he does that thing where somebody's yelling at him and getting intimidated, and, uh, trying to be intimidating, and he's just kind of like smirking at him like, "Eh, you're a little piece of shit." Like. The Rock, you would just stare down at you. Like, you could... The Rock would talk shit, and the, you could talk shit back to The Rock. The Rock would just talk more shit to you. Like, Cena just kind of, like, kind of brushes you off like you're nothing, which kind of always rubs me the wrong way. But it was a very good promo about him, and he was... He said something about the, like, oh, I didn't have to go... I'm not an Indies guy. Like, I was built for this company. I was, like, basically saying I was a first-round pick, and I don't go to the minors. So, it was a really good program. Um, now, nah, th- this is... This is also a very, very tough one to call. Um, You know, they have Elimination Chamber coming up. I mean, they could theoretically have, you know, AJ retain and then lose in the Elimination Chamber. But, I mean, I'm going into a pay-per-view with Roman Reigns and John Cena, two of my most all-time all-time most hated wrestlers, like maybe Cena not so much anymore, but he's, uh, you know, all-time, yes. Like With Triple H, like, yes, up there. Um, And thinking neither of them are going to win the title, I don't know. Um, Now, they're hinting at this AJ Styles and Shane McMahon program. Like, I don't know if that's actually going to come out of it. They've been talking about that on the internet a lot lately. Um, I'm inclined to think... That's a really—that's a step down for AJ Styles if he's going to face Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I mean, uh, I don't—I don't know. Um, obviously, the title wouldn't be on the line, so he would have to drop it here or at Elimination Chamber. Um, and he was already dropping hints that he was pissed off that that he would have to potentially drop—potentially uh, defend the title at the Elimination Chamber. But there's also the chance that he's not even in that match if Cena wins. Um— so, I don't really know what to think of this one. Um, rumors are ha- rumors are having it that because they were only having four regular matches, and SummerSlam is longer than it... Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, the Royal Rumble is one of those extended pay-per-views that start earlier. So, the actual main show starts earlier than most pay-per-views, and they only have four undercard matches, and then you have an hour or so for the Royal Rumble. So, the rumor is that this match could go 45 minutes, and they might want to top that... Uh, that match from New Japan or wherever the fuck it was. I don't pay attention to the outside of WWE shit. I'm sorry. WWE is the major league, so I talk about the major leagues. I don't talk about some shit that happened in Japan with Kenny Omega, who's definitely not coming to WWE, by the way. Um, so I I am still struggling on this one, guys. I really don't know who needs this more. John Cena, like, disappears for, like, five you know, like, five weeks, and then he's back, and, like, he's just in the world title match, ah. Ah, sorry, I need to swig a beer there, Um, I gotta say, uh, AJ Styles has been champion for a while, um, he won it from Ambrose, uh, I mean, Ambrose's reign was okay, Styles' reign has been much better, um, I, I just... I think it would be a bad choice for him to drop it right now. But like I have to go I have to go with logical Vince McMahon thinking here like your Reigns and Cena challenging for the title as we're approaching WrestleMania and AJ Styles has beaten John Cena and we we know that because he's said it so many times but he won the only two singles matches. So yeah, I mean I got to go with I got to go with logic here. Unfortunately, logic over my heart. I gotta go. With John Cena tying Ric Flair's WWE uh, uh, at least world title record um, and become a sixteen time WWE champion or world champion, whatever they're calling it. Um, it it's unfortunate, but like WrestleMania season's here, and if Cena wins this match, that kind of like that it sets up lots of other stuff, um, especially going into. Um, i i don't even know if it's gonna be a long a long reign for him he could just cena could win it here and then drop it in the elimination chamber where they can protect him um aj styles beating john cena again like that just doesn't make john cena look good and cena is like he's the franchise as much as i hate him he's he's the guy of this era he's the guy over the last era he's the guy um yeah cena's gotta win AJ Styles has beat him clean in both singles matches. The only time Cena beat AJ was in—it was a six-man with uh, Enzo and Cass and the club. So that was the only time Cena pinned AJ. So Cena needs this more than AJ. AJ's been—had an amazing run um, as champion, um, but ultimately, uh, I mean, Cena is the brand. That's the—he's the rock of this era. So, yeah, John Cena's gonna win the title at the Royal Rumble, guys, unfortunately. I love AJ Styles as much as the next guy. But John Cena is definitely winning the title here. Um, so, guys, I mean, that that's it for the card. Uh, oh, wait, no. That's the Royal Rumble. Uh, the Royal Rumble match. Um, so we have 22 of the 30 possible um, competitors. It's mostly Raw guys. There's only, like, a handful of SmackDown guys. Isn't it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 SmackDown guys. Wow wow and the rest are raw and one and undertaker doesn't have um he's not a show affiliated um so i'm gonna run through the guys quickly at least the guys i'm gonna run through everybody who's announced on it i'll go in reverse order of how they were announced um and just briefly talk about each one of them mojo rawley was the last one to qualify he won a smackdown battle royal to become one of the entrants, um so he's not winning. So next, uh, he has nothing. They just needed another another body in there. So Mojo is not winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, Rusev, uh, he's an interesting pick. Um, he's actually somebody who could conceivably win. They love building him up um, and then tearing him down every couple every couple of years. Um, you know, but he's kind of like stuck in this feud with Big Cass and. Uh, Enzo Amori, and you know he's aligned himself with Ginger Mahal of all people. So he's kind of as soon as you align yourself with Ginger Mahal it kind of brings you down a status card. So I don't think this is the time to build him up big Cass, um, he's also in the rumble. He's uh, obviously feuding with Rusev. Um, <clears throat> he's got a bit he's got a very bright future in this company. Um, we know they like him. The fact that he's in this match and Enzo is not shows how much they want a big guy like him in this match, I'm sure he'll have a couple big strongman, um, typical Royal Rumble moments in this match, but no, he's not winning this match, uh, Sami Zayn is a, um, he won his spot from Seth Rollins on Raw, so that was a major, major rub for Sami Zayn, um, Sami Zayn has, like, the potential to be, like, that guy who has, like, an unexpectedly really good rumble. I've talked about that last week a little bit, like, a guy who you wouldn't see. I think I mentioned uh, Cesaro as my, um, my pick to be, like, that guy who surprises everyone and has a really good showing. Like, I could see Sami Zayn being, like, the number one entrant, for example, and going all the way to, like, the late 20s before getting eliminated by, like, a big guy. Um, ultimately, it makes sense if he got eliminated by Braun Strowman. I think, uh, Sami Zayn is, like, a very, very small, dark horse candidate. Like, the, the very, very long shot to win the Rumble. But I actually think there is... I could see it happening, um, but he's not gonna be my official pick. Um, they have featured him on Raw a lot more lately, which I've been very pleased with. And, you know, they made him look like, like a strong guy taking on Braun Strowman all these times and not backing down from a challenge. So I love that. Um, Big Show came back on Raw as well. He's in the Rumble. Um, He lost a ton of weight. Uh, He confronted, um, I forget who he confronted. Uh, Was it Braun Strowman? Yeah, he he confronted Braun Strowman after Braun Strowman won some big tag team match and he got the pinfall. Um, So Big Show lost a ton of weight. Um, The rumor is he's supposed to face Shaq at WrestleMania um and big show you know kind of half won a royal rumble in 2000 with uh with the rock with the video replay they announced like uh they're both won basically even though rock officially won the match so uh, big show's not winning this the big show's in it every year you know um so let's just immediately throw that off in the back throw that throw it out there um i'm gonna jump around a little bit because uh i just want to get the guys who are definitely not winning out of it Um, So I'm going to jump back to Cesaro and Sheamus. We spoke about them before uh, with the Raw Tag Team title match. Ultimately, I think one of them will eliminate each other and that will plant the seeds for their dissension and eventually maybe losing the tag titles at Fastlane, actually. So this would make sense, that they defend their titles alright, and then once they have to be kind of forced into the situation where they have their enemies, you know, maybe they team up for a little bit, and then, you know, just one of those moments, like Cesaro will eliminate somebody, and he'll, like, wave at the guy outside the ring, and Sheamus will kind of double-cross him and eliminate him. And that will begin their dissension towards their tag team breaking up. Obviously, neither of them are winning. I did say Cesaro could be a dark horse to have one of those really good showings in the Rumble, but ultimately, he's not going to win. Let's go through this. Uh, Yeah, so the New Day. We have Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. They're all in it. Ultimately, uh, WWE doesn't really know what to do with them now, Um, and it's kind of because they got... We're so dead set on them breaking the longest-reigning tag team uh, title reign in WWE history... Um, to the point where, like, they basically can't do anything in the tag team division anymore. Yet, they're such an entertaining, uh, trio that they don't really, I don't know what they want to do. Uh, this, maybe they, maybe they're thinking about breaking them up. Um, you know WWE loves breaking up tag teams and having them feud with each other. So, that's definitely a distinct possibility. Um, I don't think it happens here. I think maybe, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston does one of his, like, uh, his like cool like oh he's almost eliminated moments and then like Biggie or Kofi who you know maybe they all just work together to get him back in the ring I could yeah, I could see some good comedy aspects with them but uh, you know ultimately they're not winning come on let's move on um, so let me jump back around um, we have uh, Dean Ambrose is an interesting guy in this match because I feel like he's a guy who should be a real threat but I don't think one person in the universe thinks Dean Ambrose is going to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, he's a guy who's world champion uh, a couple months ago. And, you know, he's going into this, you know, he's been feuding. Yeah, he's the Intercontinental champion now. He beat The Miz, you know, like, he's got this feud going on with The Miz. So he kind of took a step back in, in, like, the limelight. So, honestly, like, there's nothing to even say about Ambrose. He's out. He's not winning this. Um... I'm gonna jump back to who am I gonna talk about next? Uh, let's talk about Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler also turned heel recently. He had this segment where he got where he got really pissed at uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and he and he brought up this thing when Lawler had his heart attack like four years ago, and like he was the reason because he wrestled against him, and like you know he's heel, so they were in Memphis. It's just like it was such a stretch to get them to comment to get the this confrontation. But uh, ultimately Ziggler turned heel. He's still heel. He's definitely a heel. There's no doubt about that. Um, I guess there's a chance he could win the rumble, but they've just never given this guy any proper do, you know. His world title reigns were, you know, like cheap because they were money in the bank and one time I think he was, wasn't he assigned the world title by Vicky McMahon, uh Vicky McMahon, Vicky Guerrero um, back on the day like I He's not gonna win this match. His biggest match moment ever was helping a Survivor Series team win and getting the authority removed from TV, and then they were back a month later. Anyway, Zigg- unfortunately, Ziggler should be a bigger threat here, but uh, he's he's not gonna win here. So, who else do we talk about here? Uh, I guess we should start. Get- I should start getting into the contenders now. So now the actual real legit contenders to win this damn thing. Um, I'm gonna leave them off now. Well, yeah, I'm gonna leave them off now. I'm gonna go to, let's go to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, um, had a very good first year in WWE. Not great, um, you know, I think he's kind of hidden, on SmackDown a bit, so he's a little bit under the radar. Um, if you guys were following us on Twitter uh, the other day, um, I did a simulation, and I, co- I had a couple followers following me um, and, and retweeting all of my uh, simulations on WWE 2K17, which Baron Corbin, from the number 30 spot, won the Royal Rumble, eliminating uh, Finn Balor. Um, so... Uh, that, that was that was a cool thank you guys for following that and, and and having a good laugh with me at that whole thing when Kurt Angle eliminated Triple H I lost my shit uh anyway uh so yeah so Baron Corbin should be uh he should be considered maybe uh I, I would call him a dark horse candidate I wouldn't call him an underdog but definitely a dark horse possible to win uh, but I don't think it's the time they haven't had enough time to really build him up um Really, like, you look at all the past Royal Rumble winners, too. It's usually guys who are on the rise. Like, so you have the, like, guys who have just arrived and they are just, they're on the skyrocket to, like, to stardom. Like, you think of the Brock Lesnar ones, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin winning that first one. Like, they were they were so, like, they, they had to win because they were so fucking hot at that time. Like, they just had to fucking win. There was no other choice, um... You know Roman Reigns a couple years ago. That like you just kind of knew they were gonna win. Uh, Corbin, I just don't see that with him. It's just not his time. So uh, Corbin's in. He's in for a good future. It's ultimately not his time. Um, all right, now I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to get into the actual real contenders and one of these guys who I think could win. So one of the other names announced is. Let's go to the Wyatt family. So we have the entire Wyatt family in the match. And the rumors started spreading over the weekend about um, the plans and the favorites for WrestleMania, uh, the Re- WrestleMania main events at least, were uh, a program between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Now, we all know uh, Bray Wyatt has been keeping Randy and Luke Harper from tearing each other apart. So on this pe- pe- past week on SmackDown, Orton and Harper had this, like, final battle to settle their differences and keep the Wyatts alive. Um, so, ultimately, uh, Orton beat him, uh, beat Harper, and Wyatt and him kind of left him there. Now, I don't know if that's the end of the Wyatts, but uh, it, it, ultimately, it might just be tough love. So, Luke Harper and and Randy Orton are kind of coming to the blows. Randy Orton and Bray have really had no dissension between them yet. Um... The rumor is going into WrestleMania, and I'm sure you've all read it already, is that Randy Orton is the favorite to win the Royal Rumble, um, and it would lead to a title match between him and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, and you're saying, how does that happen? Well, They're saying the Elimination Chamber is next month, there's six guys in that match, Bray Wyatt will win the title at the Elimination Chamber, and that kind of feeds into the John Cena winning the title, um earlier in the show, um, segue, because Cena's gonna lose the title, he should lose it to a heel, you know, (laughs) he shouldn't lose it to another face, that'd be weird, um, so Bray Wyatt ending his title reign at a month would be, you know, it would be huge for Bray Wyatt, um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I just don't buy it, I, I don't buy it, um, WWE has been really on their game with you know, putting out fake rumors and nipping this stuff in the bud. So, like like nobody nobody knew the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg match was going to end in 10 in a minute. Nobody knew the Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar match was going to end in a bloodbath with like blood dripping from Randy Orton's head because they kept that shit close to the vest. The fact that this news spread, maybe maybe it was an actual plan of theirs. Maybe this is how that they started the, like, maybe this is where they were gonna originally go, but the fact that this, this information is out there now, I just don't buy it, I feel like this is more of a swerve at this point, and they just want everybody to believe this, I don't think Randy Orton's winning the Rumble, Fred, he, Fred had to remind me that Randy Orton already won the Royal Rumble, I didn't even remember that, like, that's how, that's how little I care about Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble, so ultimately, I don't think he's gonna win the Royal Rumble, I could see Bray Wyatt winning the Royal Rumble as a complete, like, flip that out and change that up for you, but I I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, ultimately, I think the, Bray, the, the Wyatts and Randy, at least w- Randy will, this will be the beginning of the end of them. This will start their definite program. I just it's a real hard card call. I just, uh, Luke Harp is not winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, come on. But Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, those are legit threats. And with the news that Orton is the favorite going in, you know, with all the betting websites that are out there, um, he should be considered. I could revise my fucking pick by the end of this. I don't even really know who I'm going with my pick at this point. Um, So I'm just thinking out loud. So, and I'm talking out loud. So this is just, I'm just going with this as I go. Um, So uh, with that, I am going to move on to who have I not talked about. Let's go to Chris Jericho. So I talked about Jericho a lot before. Jericho had uh, his—he's involved in the Kevin Owens match with Roman Reigns. Again, ultimately, the two of them would face off. Now, with my original plan that that Kevin Owens retains, you'd think Jericho would be my lock to fit to win the Rumble, and then maybe that's the dissension. That's where the dissension begins. But I just don't know. I don't think Kevin Owens is retaining the title going into WrestleMania. Although I don't know because it's... WWE is just very... It's very strange with the booking this year. I like the fact that this is wide open and you really don't know. Like, all three, the two world title matches and the Royal Rumble are wide open. So really, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um... So I'm going to say Jericho's not going to win the Rumble as much as I would love it. Uh, I think the guy fucking earned it. It's like the only thing he hasn't done. Uh, ultimately, I don't think he's going to win it. Um, he, he's still got a good sh- chance. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that's going to be the title picture going into WrestleMania. Um, but then again, you know, you have moments where, you know, Seamus won the 2012 Royal Rumble, and he cashed it in on Daniel Bryan, oh, whatever, he he beat Daniel Bryan in, tw- in two seconds at WrestleMania, so literally, the Royal Rumble doesn't really, sometimes it doesn't even mean anything, it doesn't even lead to a meaningful match, like, yeah, he became world champion, but that program, like, kind of buried Daniel Bryan at the time, and... Like it wasn't the biggest match. Does anybody remember that WrestleMania? Like, does anybody remember that WrestleMania because of Sheamus and Daniel Bryan? I don't think anybody does. Like, that—that's not like just because you won the Royal Rumble doesn't mean you're the you're the echelon of the sports entertainment mecca, uh, if you will. You know, it used to be. It used to be you won the Royal Rumble, you were the next star. Brock Lesnar. The Rock, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H. But ever since the brand splits, even the original brand splits where you could choose shows, like, again, I forgot Randy Orton won. Um, John Cena's uh, second one, like, eh, I guess, yeah, he fought, fought The Rock at WrestleMania that year. But, like, the first one, John Cena lost his title match. And You know, it's just, like, the, the one Alberto Del Rio won, and then he lost at WrestleMania also. It's just, it's very weird. And then Edge... Edge won the Royal Rumble. I love Edge. He's one of my all-time favorites. And then he had, like, a very forgettable match with Chris Jericho and lost at WrestleMania. So, I don't know. Like, maybe they do go with, like, an unheralded, like, main event at, from the Royal Rumble. Because the Royal Rumble doesn't always equal the marquee match. Because, you know, you're still going to have The Undertaker on it. You're still going to have Brock Lesnar on it. You're still going to have Goldberg on it. You're still going to have all these other guys on Triple H and Seth Rollins will probably have a match. So, you know, they maybe they do have a Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens match for the WWE title. But ultimately, that is not going to be my pick as well. Uh, I would love for it to happen. I just don't see it happening. So let's continue on with the card. Uh, I just got to go through with the other participants. Um, Who did I not talk about? Let's go to Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman, for a couple weeks, was looking like the favorite to win the Royal Rumble. And it looked like like maybe like a him versus Roman Reigns match was in the was in the works, but I don't know. These last couple weeks, they kind of pumped the brakes on him. They kind of threw him in a random tag match where he got the win to still make him look strong. Um, but ultimately, it looks like they kind of pumped the brakes on that. And the rumor has it that they don't really have plans for him at WrestleMania, so he might just win the Andre the Giant Battle Roy- uh, Memorial Battle Royal this year, um, which would be I think the fourth one. So I uh, ultimately I think Strowman's gonna probably have the most eliminations. He might break the record for most eliminations that Roman Reigns set a couple years ago. Um you could you could compare it to maybe Kane's two thousand one Royal Rumble where he was the last guy eliminated by Stone Cold. Um I think ultimately Braun is going to be a guy like Kane and Big Show in the future, a big guy to clean house every once in a while, build him up, and you know feed him to you know the big stars of the company, but yet beat guys on the mid card. But Braun Strowman has definitely taken a step back for me now. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was I was kind of confident that he was gonna be one of the guys to win, but I am just I'm pulling out from that one. Braun Strowman is not winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, so who else have I not gone through? Um, Oh yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sami Zayn eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. That would be perfect storytelling. Um, it's either that or James Ellsworth as a surprise entry will eliminate him. It's either gotta be a joke or it's gotta be, uh, Sami Zayn. I really hope it's Sami Zayn because I would love to see them continue that program. Um, so who else can we talk about here? Uh, who did I not talk about? Let's talk about let's talk about Brock Lesnar. Um, Lesnar is like an interesting one here because I also feel like nobody's talking about him as a win because uh, he's just not ever probably not going to be a in a title picture. Not going to at least have the title like he did two years ago ever again. Um, just because like the the internet was really. The re- internet was really all over that that title reign um, because he wasn't at Raw every week. There were some pay-per-views where he didn't wrestle. I remember there was Brock Lesnar was champion, and uh, Dean Ambrose and like Seth Rollins were having like a Hell in a Cell match in a main event of a pay-per-view before the brand split when there was no Brock Lesnar. So ultimately, Brock Lesnar is not going to be WWE champion, so he's not going to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, maybe he could win the Rumble and then lose um, at a pay-per-view, but... Ultimately, him and Goldberg have unfinished business, and that's where that program's going to go. And that's not going to be for a title. So, um, uh, now, on the other hand, you have Goldberg, who is a, you know, you, you know how WWE loves to do those, like, old guy comes out of retirement to win things. You know, they did it two years ago with Batista. We cannot understate that enough, that, like, Batista was half the star that Goldberg was. Yes, he was closer to his last match than Goldberg was. But, I mean, Goldberg was a megastar. Batista was a star. He wasn't a megastar. Now, okay, you can argue that maybe he is now because he's a movie star in fucking, whatever, the Guardians of the Galaxy. But, Goldberg was, you know, he was the Stone Cold Steve Austin of WCW. He was the guy. He was it. Um, So it was very conceivable that WWE could put him in a title match going into WrestleMania, and they could even throw the title on him as, uh, you know, like that vintage, like, ah, feel-good moment. You know, The Rock was champion a couple of years ago, you know? Like, hey, you could do these things. You, they, they've done it before, you know? There's a chance John Cena could win it with his part-time schedule as well. But ultimately, I think Brock Lesnar and Goldberg's program will continue. I think they will fight again at WrestleMania. Um, Goldberg might fight somebody at Fastlane as well. Um, I don't know if Lesnar will. Um, so, ultimately, I think, Lesnar and Goldberg will one of them will eliminate the other. I think maybe Lesnar gets the upper hand here um, just because he's lost to him to Goldberg twice. So uh, I don't think Goldberg or Lesnar are winning the rumble. And I'm pretty confident in that these days. so um, you know right now I you know th- there's only two more guys who I haven't spoke about. Um, one of them is pretty obvious. And one of them, you might be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you didn't even mention him." Um, you know, and that's not including the eight other guys who haven't been discussed yet. So, what? Obviously, the obvious one is the Undertaker. So, the Undertaker is obviously a big name coming back. Um, you know, he hasn't been in a Royal Rumble match since twenty ten. Uh, I just checked for two thousand nine, something like that. Um, so, this is like a big deal for him being at a at a at a match of this magnitude um so there's a conceivable way he could win now especially if they you know the the rumor is that he doesn't want to that Vince McMahon doesn't want to do the John Cena Undertaker program this year uh which I guess makes sense um but at the same time it doesn't because you never know when Undertaker is going to wrestle his last match um or John Cena for the fact that for the same fact because I mean he's like a part-timer at this point but, uh, you know, that could be a swerve as well. You we know, they like pushing out fake rumors all the time. So, ultimately, Undertaker is definitely a favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I forget the rumor who he's supposed to be facing. Um, I think they were saying him versus, uh, was it Roman Reigns? A bro- was it a Roman Reigns and Undertaker feud that they were saying? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but I think it is. I think it's a Brock Lesnar, <clears throat> not Brock Lesnar, I'm sorry, Undertaker and Roman Reigns program that they were discussing as the, um, as a potential match going to WrestleMania. And that would make sense, and that, and that could kind of, like, that would definitely start a, a, a potential heel moment, movement for, uh, Roman Reigns. I don't know about, I don't know if they're gonna actually pull the gun on that and they're just gonna ignore it like they do with John Cena, but... I mean, he's going to get heavily booed if he faces uh if he faces The Undertaker at WrestleMania, even though, you know, the streak is already over, but I mean, he's what is he? Like 22 and 1 now? So, like can you not? Can you can you not call him a face going to that? I don't know. But at the same time, Roman Reigns could win the title and Undertaker could win the rumble, um and they could face off in that capacity. Uh unfortunately, I it's not unfortunate. I mean, Undertaker I think he's a weird guy cuz you know you you would think that he won the Royal Rumble like early in his career when he was like in the in the 90s but he didn't. He he didn't. He only won it in like 2010 like uh, and that he that was the only Rumble he ever won and he was barely in that match. He was the number 30 entrant. So I mean, theoretically speaking, they could give him a second Royal Rumble win. Um you know, like I I just don't like second Royal Rumble wins. I don't know about you guys but like John Cena's second win I didn't like. The like the only ones that really made sense were Shawn Michaels' second Royal Rumble win and Stone Cold's second and third just because like of the storylines at the time it made sense. But like every other person who's had a second Royal Rumble victory, it just it doesn't feel like right. Like at the end of the day, you just like, ah, oh, you wanted something new, you know? You didn't want something recycled. So I again, I don't I don't know if Undertaker's going to win this one. Um So now I'm going to jump to my... Yeah, I'm going to call it my official pick of the Royal Rumble. Drumroll, please. The Miz. That's right. Craig Dixon is calling The Miz as your Royal Rumble winner. Now, I'm going to go with this lead-in. Normally, when you want to surprise a crowd with a major win... You like you should bury a guy a little bit right beforehand. Now Miz has been on this like this like this locomotive of momentum since he won the Intercontinental Title the day after last year's WrestleMania. He just elevated his game. He brought his wife Maurice uh onto TV. He's been amazing as a heel feuding with Daniel Bryan. I mean, guy uh, as the general manager of SmackDown. It's just been an amazing run by The Miz, and I can't believe I'm saying it, Um, but The Miz is my favorite to win the Royal Rumble. And, you know, they buried him the last couple weeks. He lost lost the Intercontinental title to Ambrose because Maurice couldn't help him. Um, And then this piece past week on SmackDown, he got his rematch in a Lumberjack match. And, you know, he almost had him, but he still lost. And that just, he felt so buried in that moment. And I always go back to Seth Rollins winning his first WWE Championship He faced Randy Orton in, like, the opening match of that WrestleMania, and Randy Orton did that, like, that curb stomp, uh, like, reversal into the RKO and beat him, and they just buried him, and they wanted you to forget about Seth Rollins. Like, they want you to forget about Miz, and then later on in the night, you remember what happened. He cashed in money in the bank against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and became, uh, his uh, first-time, uh, WWE world champion. So, that's, that's why I'm going with The Miz. Now, he might be my official pick. Of course, I've got theories. Like you guys heard all my favorites going into this match. Now, of course, there's still eight open spots. Uh, it's very, very difficult to call this one. Um, I'm gonna throw some names out there. Um, the rumor is Ty Dillinger will be number ten, so that's one of your potential eight spots. Uh, Samoa Joe is rumored to uh, to get called up. Um, you know, the rumor is he could feud with John Cena. I don't know if he feuds with John Cena. I said a couple weeks ago he was a pick of mine to win the Royal Rumble. I don't know if he's going to win the Royal Rumble or if he's going to have like an AJ Styles type of showing like AJ had last year where he was like the number three guy and he made it most of the way through the match. Um, I think that would be a cool spot. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's definitely getting called up, um, maybe starting a few with Cena. I don't know if it happens in the Rumble or if he just interferes maybe in – in a match with somebody else, I don't know, you could set that up, Some you could set up anything with him, he doesn't have to debut in the Rumble, he could just be debuting and interfere in some other match, um, but I do ultimately think he'll be in the match uh, at the end of the day, uh, my other picks to be in the match, um, I I don't think Kurt Angle will be in it, I hope I'm wrong, um, rumor has he's not cleared to compete yet, but you never know, that that could be an amazing, amazing moment if he made it into the match, um, I I could I I'm really 50-50 on that one. Most mostly leaning towards not. Oh boy, sorry about that. That's my heating going on, reminding me that it's getting late and the heat is turning up. Uh, a couple other guys um, to consider. Um, Finn Balor reportedly has been cleared or is close to cleared to repeat uh, to re- recovering from his injury. He was scheduled to be out for six to eight months. He's at five months. Um, I heard reports that Sheamus and John Cena had same injuries in the past, and they both returned after five months. So um, he's a legit threat to win the damn thing if he comes back um, and start a feud with Kevin Owens, who has taken subtle jabs at him for being the shortest-reigning uh, universal champion. So that maybe they don't even do a Jericho thing. Finn Balor is a legit threat to win this thing. Um my wife, uh, Jen, uh, you guys have heard her on the podcast before, has picked uh, has picked her has Finn Balor as the winner of the Royal Rumble, which is a good da- it's a damn good pick. Um, I might regret it if he ends up winning, and I'll give Jen all the credit. Um, who else is rumored to be in it? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see James Ellsworth in it, um, just for the comedy aspect. Um, I know you have the New Day in it for the comedy, but there's always a comedy spot in there, so I would expect... Uh, I would expect him to be in it. Um uh, I'm trying to think of who I'm leaving out. Uh Kane. Kane will probably be in it. Um Kane's been in nineteen Royal Rumbles. I just checked it on the website before. Um, there's no reason to not have him here. Um, you know, just to you know, bump his numbers up. It's like his legacy. He's been in the most Royal Rumbles. He's like he's been in eight more Royal Rumbles than anybody else, and the second most is like Shawn Michaels. So <laughs> um and that's obviously he's not wrestling anymore. Uh, So, who else is going to be in it? Um, I think that was, like, six guys I just named. Uh, Who did I say? Ty, uh, Angle, possibly. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Ellsworth. So, that would leave me with, like, what, three more spots? Um, Ultimately, I think Triple H and Seth Rollins, who apparently had some kind of confrontation on NXT TakeOver... Uh, which I did not watch yet, but um, I heard that he just called out Triple H and uh, and Triple H had him escorted from the ring. Um, ultimately, I think Triple H will be in the Royal Rumble and maybe Seth Rollins as an unofficial um, pick to be in it will throw him out or maybe Mick Foley just kind of like like gives him a spot too. But I, I think ultimately Triple H will be in it and he'll be eliminated by... Uh, He'll be eliminated by uh, Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins. Something will happen with them. Maybe it doesn't even happen in the Royal Rumble itself. Um, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's pretty much it for my, p- my picks to be the surprise entrances. I don't know if anybody else is going to be in it, anybody big, uh, you know... There's not really, there's not many more guys in the company who are worth of having one of those prestigious Royal Rumble spots. Um, and I don't think they like to... I'm sure they could bring a guy out of retirement. They love doing that. There's always that one guy who's like, ah, Tatanka's in it this year. Ah, IRS is in it this year. So they could just bring it like a fucking old guy. Godfather got eliminated after like th- four seconds a couple of years ago. So it could be a guy like that too. Like uh, Road Dogg Jesse James was in it one year. Uh, they could do something like that. That could be one of the last spots. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for here on the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. Sorry for the long monologue, a little bit longer episode than normal. But uh, I had a lot to cover here, and I didn't have anybody to bounce my ideas off of. Um, So that's going to wrap it up here for the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. If you are not following us on Twitter, please check us out at Wretched Wrestle. You can also check out our Facebook page at Wretched Wrestling. Um, Yeah, it's not Wretched uh, Wrestling—it's not uh, what. What did uh, Kevin Ashclaw—he called? called it uh, the Wretched Wrestling Podcast. It's wretched, you fucking high IQ'd motherfucker. Um, you can also check out our YouTube page at Wretched Wrestling. Um, I didn't do a live feed today, so if you're looking for our video, we did not post one for this one, because I thought it'd be weird to look into a screen by myself and not have anybody to bounce my ideas off of, and there's nothing to see because I'm in my underwear. Anyway, so that's gonna wrap it up for, uh, my, uh, Royal Rumble predictions, um, hopefully I do a little bit better than Fred, uh, maybe we'll have Fred announce his, uh, official Royal Rumble picks on Facebook or Twitter, um tomorrow morning um all right guys go ahead and enjoy the royal rumble and uh hopefully we have some awesome stuff to talk about next time thanks for tuning into the Retro wrestling podcast we'll see you next time i came to the there's a price to pay tough for you to get down on your knees